Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone is doing great and fantastic. Your friend Dean Kluwiri here every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time Zone, right here to help you folks out with job search tips, advice, strategies, tactics, responding to your questions as well. So uh, first and foremost, don't be shy, folks. Feel free to introduce yourself in the comments. Let me know who you are, where you're tuning in from, what city you're from, what country you're from, and any questions you have related to your job search, right? Not just today's topic. And by the way, today's topic is going to be I'm going to be sharing some tips on how you can make a great impression on recruiters. All right. Uh, so any questions you have in regards to this or anything job search related, feel free to start putting your questions in the comments. I will get around to those questions shortly, but uh, I hope you're doing great. All right. And, and by the way, if this is your first time tuning in. Appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow me and a quick shout out to everyone on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Uh, who are tuning in to uh, to my uh, weekly segment here? We got we got my friend Raphael in the house who says, "What's up, Dean? Hey, what's up, Raphael? Good to have you here. Good to see you here, my friend. Hope you're doing great. And always great to see you there in the comments. And um, I was gonna say something. I forgot what I was gonna say now. But uh, hey, in any case, uh, if you want to follow me on, by the way, if you want to follow me on any of my other social channels. Uh, feel free to check out my Linktree page, which is linktr.ee forward slash DK Tech Recruiter. The link's right there. Uh, linktr.ee forward slash DK Tech Recruiter. So I'm not just active on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter, but I'm also active on uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I've got a podcast on Anchor, anchor.fm, also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It distributes to all those platforms. So if you're more of an audio person, uh, that might be the, the the best place for you to follow my stuff. I do an exclusive, uh, you know, uh, tips on 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 the on you know those podcasting platforms, a couple of times a week. So if you're sick and tired of seeing me visually, you can <laughs> you can switch over to the audio and check out my podcast. Right. So uh, that being said, also make sure you subscribe to my LinkedIn newsletter. So if you're watching this on LinkedIn after the segment, just head over to my profile. Scroll down to the to the featured section. You, there should be a link to my LinkedIn newsletter. I release a new uh, newsletter um, edition every Monday during the afternoon. So make sure you check me out there. And also a very, very big thank you to all of you out there who have been supporting me and, and following me on right here on LinkedIn, especially. I just reached a new milestone. I just reached uh, over, thir- uh, well, I just reached 39,000 followers uh, it's gone over a little bit over that uh, since then, but uh, hey, I really appreciate everyone who continues to support me. You know, you folks out there that continue to like and comment and share, and you tell your friends about me, you tell your your family and your relatives and people that you know that are struggling in their job search about me. You tell 
for those of you in Canada, you're telling your your friends in tech about me, and you know that's just helped me further grow my my ability to uh, fulfill my mission, right? My mission and my purpose, which is as a recruiter, right? That's what I want to do. I mean, hey, I love what I do. I, I'm I'm really passionate about what I do as a recruiter, and it, it would not be possible. Uh, if people didn't know about me, right? Because if, if people don't know me, I can't help people who don't know me, right? Uh, in, in some way or the other. So really appreciate that. And thanks again for everyone who continues to support me. I really, really appreciate that. And I'll continue to put out the content, put out the uh, the information out there that'll help you folks in your job search. Uh, so that being said, what else, what else? Uh, and as usual, today's segment is sponsored by Tech Recruiters 360, which is my recruitment business. So if you're an IT professional, you're an organization, you're looking for tech talent anywhere in Canada, uh, or again, if you're an IT professional looking for your next uh, career move, definitely feel free to reach out to me. Let me know a bit more about your situation. And if you're an organization, same thing. Let me know about your situation. Let me know about your recruitment challenges. And I'll be happy to share my my two cents, my perspective. And uh, also happy to share more about how I can potentially help you. All right. Uh, the segment is also sponsored by DK Global Talent. If your biggest problem right now is a job seeker is you're applying for jobs, you're not getting responses. In my course, I teach you how to make use of direct messaging to stand out to uh, recruiters and hiring managers. The biggest problem most people, most job seekers face is uh, not a lack of talent, not a lack of ability, not a lack of uh, potential, not a lack of intelligence, simply that your application, your resume is getting lost amongst a pile of, I don't know, who knows how many folks, right? Hundreds, thousands of other competing applications, other people applying to the same jobs. So in my program, I teach you how to make use of direct messaging to take a more proactive role in, in making direct contact with recruiters and hiring managers, creating a compelling message that, that increases your chances of getting a response. All right. So for more information about that, feel free to check out the website down there, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get responses, dkglobaltalent.com forward slash get responses. So with that being said, let's get into today's topic, folks. How do you make a great impression on recruiters? Now, before I even get into that, and by the way, feel free to put, by the way, not, not just your questions, by the way, folks, if you have done anything that you feel has helped you make a great impression on recruiters, share it in the comments, right? Let's, let's share, let's share some information out there for, for, for people out there who might, who might be struggling with this to a greater degree than maybe you are, right? So let, let's share them information. So uh, make sure that you're, you're sharing your success stories, like what you have done that has helped create a great impression for recruiters out there, right? Feel free to share that in the comments. Always appreciate that. I'm sure someone else out there will appreciate that that information as well. And uh, I think we have a comment here. I think it's from uh, Rafael. Rafael says, uh, congratulations, man. Thanks for the PDF on interviewing. I had an interview yesterday, so I do see why you say practice, 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 because I forgot something I knew quite well, just being nervous. Yeah, exactly. And hey, by the way, I appreciate, appreciate the, uh, the congratulations, Rafael. And yeah, folks, look, you know, and, and you know, Rafael, what Rafael is saying is, look, you got to practice, folks, right? And I'm sure Rafael knows his stuff um, as well as the next person. But look, everyone forgets stuff, right? And by the way, this applies to me, folks, okay? I, I, as a recruiter, to this day as a recruiter, I role play and practice typical conversations I have with hiring managers as well as with uh, candidates, with job seekers. Because there are some common situations, common conversational topics that take place that I have to... I have to practice, right? And I'm a guy who's who's been in recruitment for a number of years. Uh, and you think that, okay, yeah, Dean, you know, you know, you do these live streams, you do these speaking engagements, these speaking events, you don't practice. Uh, no, folks, I practice. Like I practice as much as possible, multiple times a week. Sometimes certain things I practice every single day. 
Because look, I get excited, I get nervous, I get a little anxious when I have to speak in front of people and speak to complete strangers. And it happens to everyone, right? So that's exactly. So I totally agree with you, Rafael. You have to practice, 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 folks. Very important when, uh, that you practice because at least when you practice, you can prepare for those things you can anticipate, right? And the better you are, you are prepared for that which you can anticipate, the better you're going to be able to be to navigate those things which are, you know, out of the blue, once in a blue moon type of stuff, unpredictable stuff that might happen in the conversation, bro. So definitely agree with you there, Raphael. Appreciate your comment. Definitely agree with you. Practice, folks. You got to practice, all right? So that being said, today's topic, folks, uh, how can you make a great impression on recruiters? Now, first of all, before I get into that is, why even care about making a great impression on recruiters, right? Because look, some of you out there might be like, Dean, who cares? It's just a recruiter. You know, they're not even the actual decision maker. They're not making the actual hiring decision. Why should I even bother making good, uh, a good impression on recruiters? And by the way, Dean, what about all these recruiters out there that are like a complete joke? Like they don't know what they're, well, they don't know what they're recruiting on. They don't know the difference between Java and JavaScript. <laughs> they don't know the difference between you know, whatever, like they don't even know what they're recruiting on. Why? So why should I bother even bother even making an impression on recruiters out there? So look, folks, that, there unfortunately, there definitely is the case where you're going to come across some recruiters that that simply, you know, I mean, it's just it's just embarrassing, right? Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to bash any, any of those recruiters out there that are like that. But look, there's some embarrassing uh, situations out there right, with recruiters and uh, you will come across those types of recruiters. But that being said, I wanted to share with you a poll on exactly why it is important to to take these conversations you have with recruiters very seriously all right so i did this poll uh, by the way let me let me temporarily uh stop this banner that ticker thing going on so you can see the entire poll but recently i, I put a poll out there and, and i asked you folks folks when you're thinking about your those interview processes that you have been involved in that you applied for that you were in an interview process with an organization thinking back to those who was your first initial conversation with and as you can see there in the bottom right, right there, it says 180 of you, 180 of you voted. So appreciate everyone who voted, by the way. 180 votes. Okay, so not bad. Not a pretty, pretty decent sample size there. And of the 180 of you, 59% of you said your first initial conversation was with the recruiter. All right, 59%, folks. So, so uh, hey, let's just round that up to 60%. All right, so 60% of you. So. If, if so, for every ten of you, six of you had your first conversation with a recruiter. That is your first conversation, and if that is your first conversation in the interview process, what does that tell you, folks? That tells you if that conversation does not go well, if you don't create a great impression, if you don't build a great first impression with that recruiter, if you don't impress them, if you don't knock them off their feet, uh, that's going to reduce your chances of moving further along the process. All right. So, and, and right there in second place was. Uh, aside from recruiter at 59%, the second place was HR manager or HR coordinator, someone in HR. And uh, third place was the actual hiring manager or hiring team being your first conversation. And then in the fourth place was other. So I'm not sure who other would be. I would guess maybe like, you know, someone who's like a, a someone on the same team as you, a, a peer, maybe a team lead, some, someone of that sort. Right. But hey, 59%. Like you, you got to pay attention to this, folks, right? So most of the time, majority of the time, by pretty much a landslide, is your first conversation will be with a recruiter. So before we before we get into today's session, I wanted to share this with you because I want you to take this uh, this conversation, these conversations you have with recruiters, very seriously because obviously it's very important to create that great impression, right? So that being said, some tips on how you can create a great first impression with the recruiter is. 
And going from this uh, poll data I shared is tip number one, folks, is simply take this conversation seriously. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, you're thinking, Hey, it's just a recruiter or Hey, it's just a staffing agency. You know, I can just chill. It's just, you know, casual conversation and eh, wrong folks, wrong attitude. Do not take this conversation casually. When you have a conversation, when you have an interview set up with a recruiter. Okay. And, and, uh, and Hey, let's, let's just assume at this point that it's a, it's a professional qualified, uh, recruiter who knows their stuff. They, they know exactly what they're talking about. They, they, they're well-informed about the project or the role that they're interviewing for. You got to go in with your best foot forward folks. And you gotta, you gotta take this conversation seriously. So prepare for it in the same way as you would with an actual interview with the hiring team. Now, when I say prepare for it as you would with the hiring team, what I'm not, I'm not talking about, maybe you're not going to have to get all technical and stuff, right? Because chances are the recruiter, unless the recruiter themselves is, is from a, a technical background or they used to work in the field that you're interviewing for. Uh, I mean, that's a totally different scenario. But in most cases, it's not going to be an in-depth technical interview. They're not going to they're not going to ask you about the nitty-gritty details and stuff like that as as maybe the actual hiring team would. What I mean is creating a great impression. Like you gotta you gotta be well prepared to create a great professional impression, uh, especially if it's a staffing agency recruiter. I mean, they're going to be most concerned, and this is coming from a staffing, like I've always worked in the staffing, uh, like the recruitment agency side of the equation, right? And I'm always thinking, hey, is this someone that I'm going to, I'm going to feel like very confident presenting to my clients? Because my clients, they're paying me to find uh, top-notch people, right? So my first concern is, hey, is this person, I mean, can I, can I trust this person? Is uh, Do I feel confident putting this person in front of the, my client? And is this person going to make me look good as well, right? And are they going to create an impression where my, my client's going to be impressed and they're going to be like, hey, you know, you presented some great candidates. We're going to continue working with you. And also, of course, uh, we I want them to be, be uh, you know, confident about you as well as a candidate and, and, you know, move you along the process as well. But, hey, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. I'm also thinking about how I'm going to look as well as a recruiter. Is this candidate going to make me look good as a recruiter? So, in the first conversation, that initial conversation, if it's with a staffing agency recruiter or even uh, for that matter, folks, if, if it's an internal corporate in-house recruiter as well, they're going to be thinking the same thing as well. Like, that, do I want to present this candidate? Do I want to put this candidate in front of the hiring team? Are they going to make me look good as a recruiter? Right. But it, because if you're not, if you're if you're not putting your best foot forward, you're not presenting yourself professionally, then the recruiter is not going to feel as confident or as comfortable in moving you forward in the process. Right. And, that, and that'll cut your chances short of moving yourself along further along in the process. So take the conversation very seriously, folks. Go in with the mindset, go in with the mindset that, hey, I got to make a great impression on this recruiter just as I would want to make a great impression on the hiring team. Because maybe the recruiter is not making the final hiring decision. Maybe they're not making the, the actual hiring decision, but they are deciding on who's getting to move along in the process, who's getting to move to step number two, which is in most cases, a conversation with the hiring manager or the hiring team, right? I mean, that's that's just the that's just the fact. That's just the, I mean, just I'm just being matter of fact with you folks out there, right? Uh, the recruiter is going to be the one deciding whether you move along, move further along in the process. So that's why it's very important to take this conversation seriously, and uh, be courteous, be professional, be polite. Okay, don't think about the past. You know, five or ten recruiters that ghosted you and, and who were unprofessional with you. Um, I mean, thinking about that stuff is not going to help you folks, right? You want to go in with a positive attitude, enthusiastic, positive attitude, professional attitude. Uh, treat this conversation with the recruiter as it's as if it's your first interaction ever with the recruiter. And, and you're just 
you know, completely naive in terms of, you know, all those terrible recruiters out there uh, just so that you can create that great impression. Right. Now, if this recruiter uh, themselves behaves unprofessionally, um, they're not courteous, they're rude and polite. Hey, that's a different story. I'm not talking about that right now. What I'm talking about is the impression you want to create, regardless of those previous experiences you might have had with other recruiters. Right. So that's tip number one. Tip number two. And this is a major, major important thing, right, is be punctual, folks. You got to be punctual. Um, if you're running late, because look, I, I get it, okay? Life happens. Maybe it's an in-person interview. You got, you got, you know, suddenly there's there's like an accident on the, on, on the highway or something. There's construction. There's weather issues. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff can ha potentially happen, right? Uh, in the case that you are running late for your interview, or maybe there's some technical issues, right? Suddenly your, your, your internet service provider is like, Hey, uh, just to let you know, we're having a, a uh, an outage today. Uh, surprise, right? So there are certain things that might happen that, that might be beyond your control. But even in those cases, you want to give a heads up to your recruiter or, or your recruiter contact as soon as possible, folks. All right. Look, everyone's, I mean, look, most recruiters are reasonable, right? They understand that things can happen. They understand that things might happen that's, that's out of the blue, unpredictable, beyond your control which is fine. But, but what you do not want to do is you don't want to just remain silent and just not show up to the interview or just not do anything about it or, or not communicate that. So if you can be punctual, by the way, you should be punctual. Plan, if it's an in-person interview, plan to arrive early, at least, you know, five to 10 minutes early, check in at the reception before you actually go in for the interview or uh, plan to arrive in the area, uh, accounting for any unpredictable situations. Again, like traffic conditions, weather conditions, um, uh, construction, unexpected construction, or maybe research your, your view on Google map, uh, sorry, the, the, the route on Google maps before arri arriving, just to check for any, uh, any flags for construction or delays or anything like that. And just plan, try to plan to arrive, uh, as early as possible. Right. But outside of that, be punctual. And outside of that, if you're, if there are any unexpected delays, uh, either phone call, well, definitely number one should be to phone call your point of contact, let them know, Hey, uh, my apologies, you know, but I'm running late. Looks like there's construction or blah blah blah, or whatever it is. Uh, I, I might be maybe five ten minutes late. If you can, let, if you can just give give a heads up to the hiring team or 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 two. I just wanted to give you a heads up that I might be running late. And hey, most people are going to be understanding, folks. They're going to be understanding because at least you gave them a heads up. Uh, always be res respective of other people's times time because I'm sure you're you are very protective over your own time as well. So always assume that other people have the same attitude towards their time as well. And I think most of us out there, I mean, we're very protective of our, of our time, right? I mean, I, I've said this before in the in the past, like we're more, we're more likely to give someone a dollar, uh, like $1 than we are to give one minute of our time. Like that's how protective are, we are of our time, right? So uh, keep this in mind and just inform the recruiter if you are running late. Now, tip number three, dress professionally and dress appropriately. Right now, this is this might sound like something very basic, but it's it's something that I have seen sometimes overlooked by people. You're like, oh yeah, it's just a conversation with a staffing agency. Oh yeah, it's just a conversation with a recruiter. I can just go in casual. I don't need to get ready or anything like that. And uh, you know, maybe there are some types of company cultures where it, it's a casual dress code. In which case, it's fine for you to show up casual. Like I don't see that as much of a big deal. But outside of that. If your conversation with the recruiter, like you still got to, you know, put forth that, that great first impression, right? Sorry, excuse me. Uh, you still got to put in that effort to, to dress professionally and, and dress appropriately for the conversation. Now, when I say dress appropriately, what I mean by is, mean by this is, 
it could depend on the culture of the company, right? Like if you're if you're uh, um, conversation, if your video interview or in-person interview, by the way, is with a corporate recruiter, an in-house in-house recruiter at the company you're you're applying for, uh, you might want to do uh, look into whether or not it's a casual environment. Is it more of a business casual environment? Is it a professional environment? Because if you overdress, that's not good either, right? You don't want to underdress and you don't want to overdress either. Uh, for example, if you're interviewing for a startup, right, a, a typical, st you know, stereotypical startup environment, T-shirt and jeans environment, and you show up to the interview, if it's an in-person interview or a video interview, you show up wearing like a, you know, a suit, a three-piece suit, tie and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, it might, it definitely might create a great impression. But on the flip side, you do also run the risk of, of the hiring team seeing you as not being a cultural fit. Right. And I know that's unreasonable. I, I totally get how that's, that's unreasonable because, you know, you'd be like, hey, Dean, I mean, that's not fair. I mean, I'm just trying to sh give a great first impression. But, uh, you know, you might run that risk. So in those cases, maybe it's more it's more safer, more uh, logical for you, or more rational for you to maybe show up looking, you know, business casual. Maybe, you know, uh, dress shirt, uh, dress shirt, jeans, or dress shirt and dress pants. Or maybe dress shirt and, and, and you got your your blazer on or something like that. You know, business casual. That, that should be uh, completely fine. Uh, and if it's a, uh, you know, if it's a, a business professional environment, right, especially a, a lot of banks and insurance companies, it's still a pretty formal environment in most cases. That's where you probably want to show up in a, in a tie and a suit, right, or, or something very more formal, more, more business professional. So just keep this in mind. Uh, the other tip is, and this kind of connects with uh, uh, with the you know dressing professionally and stuff like that is do your research, folks. You got to do your research, right? If if you're interviewing directly with the company, even if it's with the recruiter, you got to research the company and make sure that you are knowledgeable about the company. Because the recruiter, if it's an internal recruiter, they're probably going to ask you, "Hey, so what do you what do you know about our company, or what do you know about this company, or what interested you about this organization?" And if you don't know, if you're like you know hey, you're trying to think of something slick right there on the spot. That's not going to do you any good either. Like you got to show that you have taken the initiative and the effort to uh, research the company and the organization. And while you're doing that, by the way, you will have uh, you will be able to get an idea of what the dress code is, what the culture is like, and all that stuff. Now, those of you out there, don't tell me, oh, Dean, you know, I, I, I you know, how, how do you find out about the culture and the dress code and stuff like that, folks? Every company out there posts their stuff on social media, so no excuse. If you go to any company's uh, social media page, page, you'll probably see company events, even their virtual events, and you'll be able to get an idea of, hey, what are people wearing? What are they dressed like? You know, uh, what, what, what does it seem like, uh, you know, the culture is like at the company? Like you should be able to get at least a, a basic grasp of this, this stuff simply by researching the company on, on their social media pages. And this is especially something you should do if, you're, if your uh, conversation is with the internal recruiter. Like they're probably going to ask you what you know about their company, what interests you about their company and stuff like that. Right. So just keep that in mind. Now, the other uh, other tip is to create a great impression on the on the recruiter is uh, in most cases, they would have sent you a, a job description in, in advance. You want to review and familiar familiarize yourself with that job description in detail. Right. Because they're probably going to refer to certain things on the job description. Or at your end, you might have to refer to certain things on the job description that you want clarified, right? So if you're not familiar with the job description, it's it's just, uh, I mean, it's not going to assist you, especially when it comes to that part of the interview where you're asking your own questions. I mean, look, if you're going to consider this role, folks, like you got to, I mean, the job description is such a great point of reference for you to, to formulate your own questions around, right? 
because you're going to see things on the job description that you want to clarify. Uh, maybe you want to get more background information, more context about, or simply you're trying to understand, hey, what's my day-to-day going to be like in this job, in this role, right? So the job description is a great point of that. And, and by the way, maybe maybe by asking questions from the job description, you might actually learn from the hiring from from the recruiter that there are certain aspects on the role that are not even mentioned on the job description because that sometimes happens right so review the job description in detail so you can discuss the role in detail and so you can also help it'll help you identify hey what are some key things on this job description that are mentioned that i now want to focus on when i'm speaking about my own experience and my own projects right because you want to talk about the relevant uh, projects and experiences you have because remember, folks, it's it's not just about what you're excited about that you accomplished. I mean, that's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great if there are certain projects and accomplishments that you have under your belt that you're you're specifically excited about. That's great. But that doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's going to interest the recruiter, right? So you got to go over the job description. And you got to figure out, hey, what are some key things that they're mentioning here in the job description that I have experience with? Because that 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 is going to be the relevant stuff that you want to talk about. So keep this in mind, folks. It's it's not about what excites us. It's about what what excites the the recruiter, what excites the employer, because that's what's gonna you know grab their attention and reel them in, right? Like uh, I mean I mean and this applies to any area of our lives, right? I, I remember when I was uh, when I was first getting my um, my iPhone. All I care about as a consumer, all I care about when it comes to the phone is, can it make can it make phone calls? Uh, does it have good good battery life? Is it gonna last me throughout the day? And, uh, you know, how's the camera? Because because I do social media stuff, so I got to have a good camera, right? Those are the only, those, I mean, simple, simple three things I look for in a phone, right? And the other thing, of course, is the aesthetics. Like, I, I like I like the look of the phone as well, right? Uh, so, so you know, that's another component as well. So those are the four things I look about. So when I went to this uh, to this store and I'm, 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 I'm you know, I'm, I'm telling them, hey, I'm looking for a new phone and blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm looking for. So the salesperson, like they, they, they obviously did, you know, go over some of those things that I was interested in, but then they started talking about a whole bunch of other stuff like Ram and giga this and giga that and terabyte this and terabyte that and resolution. And, um, uh, what is some other stuff? Like they talked about a whole bunch of other stuff that they were excited about, which is great because I like the enthusiasm and the passion. I appreciate that, but I don't really care about it because my needs are those four things. Does it, is it going to last me like an entire day? Is it good battery life? Can it make call, phone calls properly and correct? And, you know, no issues with that. Uh, does it have a good camera and, and, and video so I can take those videos and, and, and put it on my social media and stuff like that? That's what's important to me. That's all I care about. So the same thing applies at interviews, folks, right? Uh, especially with your interviews with recruiters is maybe they're not interested in, in every single thing that you've done. And they're, maybe they're not interested in those projects that you feel are, are the most exciting projects you did. You want to talk about the most relevant stuff and the job description is a key area that you can use to identify what are those key things that the recruiter is going to be most interested in hearing about from my end uh, that I accomplished. So keep this in mind and this is why it's so important. Now, the next tip is you want to, you want to review, you got to identify those relevant projects and then you want to review them in detail. Be prepared to talk about your relevant projects in detail, folks. This is another major pet peeve recruiters have is um, you know, they're, they're interviewing a candidate and the candidate's not, not prepared to talk about their project. They can't remember stuff or they're, they're you know, like kind of all over the place. Like you got to talk about your projects in as much detail as is necessary or as demands from the recruiter, right? Now, again, maybe you don't have to go into technical details and in-depth from that standpoint, but you got to be able to explain the context around the project. 
why were you put on the project in the first place? What was the, the actual problem or outcome that was meant to be achieved as a result of this project? At which point were you brought into the project? Why was this project important? Was this project with, uh, with a client? Was it an internal project? Um, why were you brought in? What was your specific responsibility as part of this project? Well, what, what part of the, the project load were you carrying? What are some challenges that you experienced there? How did you overcome those challenges? Like these are all opportunities where you can really highlight where you fit in and also show the impact you had and the importance you held as, as someone who was a part of this project. And you can accomplish that with the recruiter without getting too technical as well, folks, right? Like all those areas I just spoke about, you can speak about those areas without getting too confusing and, and specific and technical and stuff like that and going into a whole bunch of jargon that the, the recruiter might not understand. I mean, you, you, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can explain that does not require you to get all nitty gritty and technical and stuff like that and, and talking about stuff the recruiter doesn't understand, right? So just keep this in mind. Like you got to review yourself, review those projects in detail. And it comes down to the relevant, relevant, blah, fumbling my, fumbling on my words too. It all comes down to the relevant ones, folks, right? And uh, remember, relevant projects, they might be recent, they might be current, or they might be from a year ago, might be from a couple of years back. So you got to go back and, re and review those projects so you don't waste time at the interview trying to remember things, recall things, or you can't remember this, you can't remember that, or oh, who did this, who did that, or I, I don't remember what I did with this, I don't, I don't remember what I did with that. You don't want that to happen, folks, right? So review those relevant projects so you're able to speak about them confidently uh, to the recruiter at the interview with the recruiter, right? Uh, let's see here. We got, uh, what, what else? Uh, the next tip is that being said about the relevant projects, you, you gotta be an expert on your entire resume. This is another pet peeve, major complaint. Many recruiters will agree with me on this is people, uh, you know, some candidates are simply not prepared to talk about their resume. Like a typical common question uh, most recruiters will ask you is, Hey, can you run me through your resume or, or, uh, can you tell me about, you know, your current position? And then they're going to go to the previous position. Then they're going to go to the previous position after that. They're going to have you run them through your resume position by position, at least uh, with the most recent positions uh, on your resume, right? So uh, you got to be prepared to do that. You got to be prepared to run the recruiter through your resume, right? Uh, so um, uh, I actually have a PDF where I actually have a script, uh, which Rafael mentioned in the comments as well. So anyone who comments, uh, who wants a copy of that PDF, just comment. Uh, I don't know, comment uh, PDF or something like that. And I, I will share the PDF with you uh, for your comment, right? So, uh, and in my PDF, I share a script on how you can effectively run recruiters to your resume because you got to do it logically. Uh, another big mistake people make when they're having these conversations with, with recruiters is not not logically running the recruiter through, the, through their resume. You're kind of all over the place. You're talking a little about this, a little bit about this, a little bit about that. The recruiter ends up confused. You end up confused. You can't remember where you left off and stuff like that. Anyway, so it becomes a whole, a whole fiasco, right? So you got to logically run, run the recruiter through your resume. And in order to do that, you got to make sure that you are prepared to talk about each and every position on your resume. So if you want a copy of that PDF, uh, uh, type in PDF in the comments. I'm happy to share that, that with you folks. I'll send you a, a, a direct message or actually send me a direct message as well and just remind, remind me in case I forget. Uh, but if not, I'll, I'll uh, respond to your comment after the, the, the stream and I'll share you share a link where you can download a copy of that PDF, all right? So uh, that being said, uh, what else? I think that's it. That's all I wanted to share. Like those are the tips for today, right? So look, I hope this segment was helpful. If you have any questions regarding this on how to create a great impression on recruiters or anything else job search related, I will get to the uh, to the comments right now. 
Uh, let's see here. We got uh, we got Rafael says recruiters also appreciate that you took the time to figure out who is in charge by name. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Rafael. That's a good point. Like you gotta you gotta do your research, folks. Right? Like like you know, taking the time to research, it it gives the impression to the recruiter that hey, you know what? This is not some candidate that just randomly applied to this job. Like this this person seems very interested in the opportunity. They actually researched us. They researched the organization. They know who's in charge of my name. I mean, I mean, that gives, that gives a, a different impression versus someone who's like, uh, you know, who hasn't done that, who doesn't know, and who, who might not even know, <laughs> who might not even know what the company does. I mean, that's just terrible, right? Like I would never, I, I would hope that none of you are actually doing that, but it's just, it's just terrible, right? So yeah, definitely agree with you that, uh, agree with you on that, Raphael. Raphael says, question, okay, if you don't have much project experience, do you have a framework for relating other job experiences to being a BA? Yeah, so great question here. So what Rafael is basically saying is, look, Dean, what if my situation is I don't have direct project experience? Uh, what do I do? Like, what else can I use to leverage for, uh, you know, being a BA? So uh, two pieces of advice for in regards to that, Rafael. First piece of advice is, do you have any transferable skills? So, so maybe you don't have a BA project experience, but do you have any transferable skills from your previous work? Maybe you did something else that is transferable and very much applicable to a BA position. You know, similarities, right? That's what I'm talking about. Something very similar to what a BA does or, or similar experiences or projects that are similar to, to this BA role you're interested in that you can use as a transferable skill set. So you want to talk about those projects and talk about those aspects that are very similar to a BA, BA uh, you know, uh, uh, responsibilities or role or day-to-day -day stuff. So you want to leverage that. And the second thing is, hey, maybe you've taken some courses, some certifications, some training. Uh, I don't know. You attended some workshops or something like that where you gained some knowledge uh, in relation to business analysis. Leverage that as well. So that, that way you can talk about that and talk about your practical ability. Maybe there was a practical component to it. Uh, maybe you had to do a, like, a, I don't know, a group project as part of uh, completing this certification uh, maybe you had to do your own independent project. Maybe you had to actually do something. Like, I don't know. Like, see if, if there was a practical component to it, especially you want to make sure you leverage that as well. But if there was no practical component, just talk about the, uh, you know, what you learned and, and your ability to apply that stuff. And then incorporate that into the conversation uh, and uh, in terms of your experiences as a BA. So hope that helps, uh, Rafael. Great question there. We got uh, Sohail in the house. Um, uh, good morning to you as well, Sohail. Uh, ASM says, can you share the PDF? Yeah. So after this, after the stream is, uh, is finished, uh, ASM and, and everyone else out there, I will respond with a link where you can download, uh, the PDF. All right. So Adib Banke says a PDF, please. Yeah. No worries. Got you covered. Uh, so, so says how to answer, uh, explain your answer with the help of real situation, scenario issue, then describe strategy approach, logic you took, and then the solution steps procedure you performed to solve and then explain what the impact outcome was of those actions you took. You could also support your answer with definition, transaction code, process, flow, data for program, table, and uh, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say to that. So, I mean, it looks like everything you need to respond to that question is pretty clearly detailed there, right? So I'm not sure if you're, you're struggling with a specific part of that, but it seems pretty straightforward, right? So it says right there, like explain your answer. So, you, so it looks like they want you to provide a real life situation or scenario. Okay, so think about a, a real life situation or scenario. Uh, then it looks like they want to know what your thought process is. So okay, you have this situation, you have this scenario, this issue. What is your thought process now? How are how is Sohail 
approaching this problem. That's what they're trying to figure out. So you got to kind of share your thought process. Like, what are you looking at? What's the first thing you're looking at? How are you examining this problem, et cetera, et cetera. And then they're asking for the solution steps pr uh, procedure. Yeah, so I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. So then they're talking about what steps you take to resolve it or bring it to a resolution. And then they're asking for the impact of the outcome, right? So that's how uh, that's how uh, they're they're wanting you to uh, uh, you know uh, 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 you they want to know about the outcomes and the end results. So actually, I'm 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 thinking like, is this like, are you asking a question or are you just sharing how how you answer the the question? So maybe you're you're sharing about how you how you answer the question yourself. In which case, this is a great this is a great uh, process for you to to uh, you know share how how you go about resolving certain situations or whatnot. Uh, so else says need PDF. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll respond to your question after uh, we got ASM says I'm in IT for 10 years. I'm preparing for PMP. How can I land a PM position after I get the certification? What would be the right approach? Well, the right approach uh, ASM is for you to apply for the PM roles, right? So, uh, and make sure that you update your resume, your LinkedIn profile with, with your, your PMP qualification after you get it. Uh, because look, definitely in project management, PMP is definitely uh, like I have noticed it's something very much uh, respected and, and taken into account by most hiring managers out there. So that'll definitely grab their attention. So make sure you update your resume ASM with, uh, you know, your, your PMP on your resume as well as your LinkedIn profile. And make sure you also mention it in your conversations with recruiters as well as with hiring managers as well, right? So. Uh, that being said, uh, looks like that's all the questions they are. Uh, Rafael says, uh, Sohail, I like this. It sounds a lot like the STAR method. Yeah, definitely sounds like a great uh, process for responding to questions as well. Definitely uh, agree with that, Rafael. So that being said, folks, looks like that's all the questions uh, you folks have for me today. I appreciate everyone participating. appreciate everyone who tuned in and hope everyone got great uh, value out of today's session in terms of how to make a great impression on recruiters. Make sure you hit like, comment, and share. I appreciate everyone who did comment. And uh, with that being said, remember to mark your calendars, folks, every uh, Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. I'm, I'm back here to share recruitment and job search tips, advice, and strategies for all you folks out there. Everyone have a fantastic week. Appreciate the uh, participation. And uh, hey, don't give up. Keep pushing through and keep taking action, folks. I'll see you next week, Wednesday, same time, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. Take care, everyone. Have a fantastic week ahead.